You're ten paces away from your opponent. The sun is glinting off his revolver. You stare him down. Who will make the first move? Welcome, my friends, welcome to this 12th edition of the Corbett Report. I am your host, James Corbett, podcasting to you as always from the sunny climes of Western Japan on this 17th day of August, 2007. I think the analogy uh, is an apt one, the Wild West Showdown, and of course, Montebello, Quebec, where the next SPP Leader Summit is taking place, is not the Wild West, but then again, Southern Italy, where the good, the bad, and the ugly was filmed, wasn't the Wild West either, so don't blame me for that point. The analogy is apt. We are staring down the tyrants who would seek to destroy the fundamental tenets of the democracy, which has been the lifeblood of our nation-states for so long. Even the veneer of democracy, or the delusion that we do have a part to play in this process, in this day of rigged electronic voting machines and bought-and-paid-for politicians, even that veneer is about to be stripped away as unelected bureaucracies start to take over the functions of our democratically elected governments, merging our three nations of Canada, the U.S., and Mexico into one supranational, undemocratic body known as the North American Union. The precursor to that North American Union is, of course, the Security and Prosperity Partnership. And for those who haven't heard of the SPP before, I urge you and exhort you to check out Episode 8 of the Corbett Report, which you can find on our website, www.corbettreport.com. Just to recap, the Security and Prosperity Partnership is a dialogue, not a treaty, not an agreement, not signed by anyone, but a dialogue opened on March 23, 2005 at Baylor University in Waco, Texas, where then-Prime Minister of Canada Paul Martin, President George Bush of the U.S., and then-President of Mexico Vincente Fox met to establish uh, a bureaucratic body known as the SPP, which will have control over the integration of our three countries in terms of border security, transportation infrastructure, health and environment regulations, all manner of items that can be taken over at a bureaucratic level without any consent of the governed or the democratically re elected representatives of the governed. Welcome to the North American Union. Welcome to the SPP. As previously reported on the Corbett Report, CorbettReport.com, in an article entitled A Peek Behind Closed Doors, the Corbett Report was the first website to obtain access to the SPP Ministerial Meeting Minutes, which were obtained under an Access to Information Act by Mr. Chris Harder, whom we also interviewed. These meeting minutes gave an indication of what will be discussed at this upcoming SPP Leaders' Summit to take place in Montebello, Quebec next week, August 21st and 22nd. And as reported in that article, a body set up specifically to give big business a seat at the table in the SPP North American Union merger talks. The North American Competitiveness Council is wielding an undue influence over the entire SPP process and seems to be unhappy with the rate of progress of the SPP integration. And they, it, through the SPP meeting minutes, the ministerial meeting minutes, we can ascertain that they are applying political pressure on the Democratic representatives who are, attend these meetings in a non-representative role. They attend in a private capacity so they can later deny or refuse to confirm that they even attended these meetings in the first place. 
the North American Competitiveness Council is basically calling the shots and telling them that telling the elected representatives that they'd like to see more and faster progress on these issues. Of course, it's ridiculous that big business is getting a seat at the table at these talks, given that there is now officially a 25-kilometer security perimeter going up around Montebello, Quebec, in preparation for the summit. No one will be allowed to enter that perimeter without a valid reason, and the perimeter, at the very least, will be guarded by RCMP and quite likely Canadian military. But for those of you who are in the Ottawa area in the coming week, you uh, will be treated to a number of events which you will be able to attend and uh, add your voice to those voicing their opposition to this undemocratic, unaccountable, secretive SPP leader summit that is going to be taking place just miles away in Montebello. To get some perspective on the SPP leader summit and the events that are going to be taking place over the next week, I turned to Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Corsi is a staff reporter for WorldNetDaily.com and also the author of a best-selling book about the Security and Prosperity Partnership, The Late Great USA. I'd like to play an extract from that interview, in which I start by asking Dr. Corsi about opposition to the SPP in general, and then we go into specifics about his reportage of the Montebello Summit coming up in the coming days. I started by asking Dr. Corsi what avenues of action were open to those who are seeking to oppose the SPP process. Well, I think there's several. I mean, we are also seeing in the state legislatures, the states, 14 states have passed resolutions saying no North American Union, get out of the SPP, disband it, uh, and don't build NAFTA superhighways. Uh, I, I see an increasing focus on the Congress and, and among uh, the activists who want to end the SPP is saying, let's make ending the SPP our next objective. Uh, you know, the... It's focusing on several key issues in the United States. One is build a fence. You know, where's the fence has become the battle cry. Uh, and George Bush's you know, explanation that you know now that appears to be that we need to keep moving towards continental integration, and that's why the fence hasn't been built. Um, you know, if, if he's ever going to get that explicit on it. And that's what people are suspecting, and certainly the argument I advanced in the book, The Late Great USA. Well, now people are saying, well, let's shut down SPP. Let's close these working groups. They're outside the Constitution of the United States. They've never been brought before Congress for direct oversight. There's no law justifying it that Security and Prosperity Partnership itself is not a law or treaty. It's just a press conference at the end of a summit in Waco, Texas, March 23, 2005. So let's end them. And the avenues that are being taken is if you know, cut off funding uh, or pass state laws uh, encouraging our congressmen to uh, end the Security and Prosperity Partnership in North America. Uh, and I think that's going to become a great issue as the summit is being held up in Ottawa, third summit of the Security and Prosperity Partnership in August 20th and 21st. Uh, I'm going to go on up there. I've, I've got my travel arrangements. I'm going to apply tomorrow for credentials to attend the meeting. I intend to report on it extensively in World Net Daily, and I'm sure that's going to capture continental attention. Excellent. I certainly hope so. So let's speak about the upcoming Leader Summit in Montebello, Quebec. Uh, what can you tell listeners about the summit and the planned protests against the meetings? Well, you know, the, uh, the I've been uh, interviewing Connie Fogel, 
of the, of the uh, Canadian Action Party and the Council of Canadians. And it's clear this dispute arose with the Council of Canadians. They had rented this hall the day before the meeting was going to start, and they were going to hold a meeting. And the Royal Canadian Mountain, Mounted Police came in and told them they couldn't do it, even the day before. Uh, and it appears there's going to be like a 25-kilometer no-protest perimeter set up all around Montebello, uh, and, and uh, there's going to be possibly as many as 10,000 protesters coming to the meeting. I mean, uh, the Council of Canadians is organizing uh, across Canada. The groups that usually protest these global meetings are organizing, and I expect there to be very active protests at the meeting. President Bush coming up to Canada, meet with, you know, uh, Felipe Calderon of Mexico and Stephen Harper, well, there's growing resistance in Canada to President Bush because of the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan and the Canadian participation in the war in Afghanistan. I see a movement building in Canada to pull out of the war in Afghanistan. I think anti-war protesters alone will build the protest numbers just knowing that Bush is going to be in Ottawa. Dr. Corsi has been the leading reporter on these issues, and I urge you in the coming days to check out his reports on worldnetdaily.com to keep abreast of what is happening at the Montebello Conference. As Dr. Corsi mentioned in that clip, the Council of Canadians was denied the right to hold a counter-conference in the township of Papineauville, six kilometers away from Montebello, by the RCMP. And original reports at that time had indicated that the U.S. Army was somehow also involved with uh, denying the Council of Canadians the right to hold that counter-conference. Uh, it has since been denied and revoked that the U.S. Army was in any way involved with that decision. And to find out uh, the unequivocal denial of that by Mr. Peter McKay, who was uh, until just last week the Foreign Minister of uh, Canada and now the Defence Minister, uh, please go to YouTube to see the clip of Mr. McKay being confronted at a family barbecue by some citizen journalists who then took the video and put it on YouTube. Um, that video is instructive, if only for the example it sets uh, everyone out there, that citizen journalists can make a difference and can take it into their own hands to report the real news that the fake controlled corporate media is refusing to report. And in that clip, um, Peter McKay explicitly denies that the U.S. Army will be operating in Montebello. So we'll see if that pans out in the coming days. But as taking them at their word, the RCMP at least denied the right of the Council of Canadians to form a counter-conference the day before and six kilometers away to the actual summit itself. Think for a moment what this actually means. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the equivalent, I guess, of the FBI in the United States, is denying Canadian citizens and even parliamentarians the right to hold a counter-conference six kilometers away from the summit that is taking place the next day. It is a ridiculous infringement of the most basic rights of peaceful assembly. And for those who are actually attempting to uh, reach the official perimeter, security perimeter around Montebello, uh, there are advisories going around that any group uh, traveling to the perimeter of more than four people will be turned away by the RCMP. So please check out the Council of Canadians website for more information about that at canadians.org. To get more information about the various events uh, that the Council of Canadians is organizing as counter to the SPP summit, I talked to Mira Karunananton of the Council of Canadians. Uh, we talked about the Council of Canadians and its plans to hold various protest activities in the coming days. 
to counter the SPP summit in Montebello. I started by asking Ms. Karunananton about the Council of Canadians' side of the story regarding the planned counter-summit in Papineauville. Right. Um, we were uh, to hold a public forum in Papineauville, which um, is about six kilometers from the, uh, the the Chateau Montebello, which is where our leaders will be meeting. Um, and um, we, so we had reserved this community center that could accommodate a thousand people at least. Um, and. Uh, uh, shortly afterwards, or a couple of weeks later, actually, we were told then um, by the municipality that they were not that they were being prevented from renting out the community center to us um, by the RCMP. We were initially told by the municipality that the RCMP, um, the Quebec Police, the Sûreté of Quebec, and the U.S. Army um, had requested that they not rent out the uh, community center to us. Later. Um, you know, we weren't able to confirm the in involvement of the U.S. Army, and so and and uh, uh, you know, the RCMP has denied that the the U.S. Army is involved or is going to be involved at all in sec um, security at the summit. But so uh, so we were prevented from holding our our uh, public forum uh, close to the to the leaders' summit, and then um, had to look for a place uh, here in Ottawa. Uh, which can accommodate approximately 400 people, so or a little over 400 people. So, you know, unfortunately, we might end up having to turn people away. Okay, can you talk about the event in Ottawa? Who's going to be there? Um, so, at the public forum in Ottawa, we've uh, we've uh, Maud Barlow, our national chairperson, uh, will be speaking at the event. Also, um, Anne Wright, who's a retired U.S. Army colonel, uh, um, and we have. Um, Gustavo Iruegas is coming up from Mexico. He's the Secretary of Foreign Affairs for the legitimate government of Mexico. So this is the parallel government um, set up by Obrador. Uh, so he'll be coming up to present an alternative perspective to what uh, Felipe Calderón will be presenting at the summit. Um, we also have uh, a speaker from the uh, Quebec Women's Federation, the President, Michel Asselin, and Michael Byers, um, who is an academic from the University of British Columbia, um, the author of uh, Intent for a Nation, What is Canada For? Um, uh, a critic of, of Canada's uh, foreign policy or role in Afghanistan um, and an expert on military issues. So, uh, so you know, we have uh, an impressive list of key speakers. We also have um, set up a political panel where we invited um, our opposition parties to uh, present their views um, to the public um, and to, to hold a debate. Um, and we received confirmation that, um, that you know, uh, four of our major opposition parties, the Liberal Party, the Green Party, um, the NDP, um, and the Bloc Québécois, that MPs from uh, the three major opposition parties and the leader of the Green Party will be attending the political panel. Uh, but unfortunately, the Conservative Party um, has... Uh, declined repeated invitations to participate in the forum. We think it's rather unfortunate that they won't be speaking to the Canadian public or they won't take this opportunity to speak to, this, um, to the Canadian public on the eve of uh, the summit where they'll be discussing um, uh, the security and prosperity partnership with uh, the governments of the U.S. and Mexico. Unfortunate but not surprising. Um could you tell us um, how, if people are interested in the Ottawa Forum, how they can RSVP or get tickets for that event? 
uh, admission is free, so they won't need to get tickets. Um, they, they, you can find information on our website at canadians.org. Um, and you can find information about the actual forum. Uh, there's a link to it on the front page of the website. If you want more information on the Security and Prosperity Partnership, it's under Campaigns, um, under Deep Integration, which is basically what this process of harmonization is being called. Uh, and yeah, so all of that information is, is up on our website. Excellent. Um, I understand the Council is also organizing a National Day of Action to oppose the SPP. Uh, what is yes. this uh, a Day of Action, and what does it consist of? Uh, so we're actually inviting people who cannot be at Montebello to organize in their own communities to show uh, their opposition to the SPP. Um, so we've got, uh, so far, 25 communities um, uh, that have confirmed that they will be organizing events in their own communities, actually through our chapters um, in in every single province. Um, uh, things like rallies and marches and um, leaflet distribution in Victoria. They're um, looking at uh, doing a, a bike tour to go visit journalists um, and give them information about the Security and Prosperity Partnership. Um, so this is taking place across Canada. So there will be a mobilization. There will be people showing their opposition to the SPP, not only in Montebello, but everywhere in the country. So you heard Ms. Karuna Nantan. Even if you're not in Montebello or in the area, even if you're not on that side of the country, you can still participate in protesting this undemocratic, secretive SPP summit by participating in a day of protest. And again, for more information about that day of action, please go to the Council of Canadians website at www.canadians.org. But that isn't all in terms of voices of opposition to this SPP summit. The Coalition to Block the North American Union is also holding a news conference on Monday, August 20th, to be attended by, among others, Howard Phillip of the Conservative Caucus, who will be speaking to voice his opposition to this summit and the goals of the SPP and the creation of the North American Union. This news conference will be held in Ottawa on Monday morning, and I talked to Mr. Phillips about his appearance at this news conference. I started by asking Mr. Phillips for his thoughts on the SPP process in general, and then we talked about the news conference. The uh, SPP is part of an incremental strategy to step-by-step uh, lead to first a so-called North American community, as Robert Pastor describes it, and ultimately a North American Union, which would eliminate borders between the United States and Canada and the United States and Mexico, uh, produce a, a so-called economic union, and uh, put a uh, perimeter around the outer borders of uh, Mexico and of Canada rather than borders between the U.S. and Mexico or the U.S. and Canada. The uh, proposals for a North American Union include the creation of institutions which would uh, have uh, a uh, superseding impact on the American judiciary, the American Constitution, the American Congress. And uh, the SPP uh, is moving forward without any congressional approval. Indeed, there have been two votes in Congress specifically rejecting the SPP, and the meeting in Canada, uh, which begins on August 20, is being held behind closed doors with even members of the media, let alone elected political leaders, excluded from participation. I'll be in Canada, 
beginning this Sunday, and I'll be having a news conference there on Monday the 20th, uh, along with several others, critiquing uh, the uh, behind-closed-door uh, meeting of the SPP. Uh, can you tell us about that news conference? Uh, who's setting it up and who will be participating? Well, it's, be, it's being organized by the coalition to block the North American Union. I'm the chairman of that coalition, and the coalition includes uh, several dozen uh, organizations. We will have statements uh, at the conference by some members of Congress. Uh, one of them will be present by video. The others are uh, uh, submitting their station statements. We have a statement from Pat Boone, the well-known actor. We have, uh, we'll have in person Tom DeWeese, the head of the American Policy Center, uh, Jack McManus, the head of the John Byrd Society. I'll be there. And uh, we have the uh, leader of the Canadian Action Party, Connie Fogel, who will be speaking. And we may have a couple of surprises as well. Interesting. Well, could you tell us what do you plan on talking about at that news conference? Well, essentially what I've just uh, uh, indicated to you in a statement prepared for release at the news conference, I call upon President Bush to tear down the wall of secrecy regarding the SPP, just as Ronald Reagan called upon Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down the Berlin Wall. And uh, we're, we talk about... Uh, everything I've uh, described, including the very important vote which occurred uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives on July 24, uh, when uh, by a margin of 362 to 63, members of the House, Democrat and Republican alike, voted against the SPP. During the debate on immigration, at the last moment, the Bush administration slipped language into the McCain-Kennedy-Bush uh, bill uh, which would have, uh, uh, in effect, uh, authorized or specifically authorized the SPP. And uh, when the immigration bill went down, so did that language. For more information about Mr. Phillips, the Conservative Caucus, and the news conference organized by the Coalition to Block the North American Union, please go to the Conservative Caucus website at conservativeusa.com or Mr. Phillips' blog at howardphillips.com. I think what the opposition to the SPP from groups and individuals as disparate as Dr. Corsi of WorldNet Daily and Howard Phillips of the Conservative Caucus, of the Council of Canadians, of the Canadian Action Party, what it means for all these groups to be uniting to voice their opposition to the SPP is that this issue cuts across the false left-right political paradigm which is meant to keep us divided amongst ourselves and not keeping our eyes on the key issues such as our sovereignty and our democracy itself. One of the key issues of all of these different protest activities is that these summit meetings should not be behind closed doors and they should be open to members of the public. This SPB dialogue should become a treaty and should go through the normal legislative process like any other treaty or agreement. The only people who have something to gain by making this secretive are the big business interests represented in the North American Competitiveness Council. And, of course, it's just a conspiracy theory that the big business is really behind this SPP process, even though we have the Canadian Council of Chief Executives report from 2003 entitled The Security and Prosperity Initiative, which just happened to turn two years later into the Security and Prosperity Partnership. But I'm sure that's just a crazy conspiracy theory. 
We also have the North American Competitiveness Council being set up by the SPP specifically in order for big business to get a seat at the table in these integration talks. Well, now, just on July 24th, 2007, oldthinkernews.com broke this story entitled Secrecy of Planned Montebello SPP Meeting, Part of CFR Plot. And the CFR is the Council on Foreign Relations, which is a extremely powerful and influential non-governmental body that has been seeking for decades to undermine the uh, sovereignty of the United States of America and with the passage of the SPP process is getting ever closer to that goal. And Daniel Taylor of oldthinkernews.com points out in this story that the secrecy regarding the SPP talks was in fact pointed to in a SPP document from the Council on Foreign Relations entitled Building a North American Community by Robert Pastor, who was talked about by Mr. Phillips in his interview. Mr. Taylor quotes this passage from the Building a North American Community document in his article, quote, A North American Advisory Council to ensure a regular injection of creative energy into the various efforts related to North American integration, the three governments should appoint an independent body of advisors. This body should be composed of eminent persons from outside government appointed to staggered multi-year terms to ensure their independence. Their mandate would be to engage in creative exploration of new ideas from a North American perspective and to provide a public voice for North America. A complementary approach would be to establish private bodies that would meet regularly or annually to buttress North American relationships along the lines of the Bilderberg or Verkund conferences organized to support transatlantic relations. End quote. This is extremely key that the Building a North American Community document put out by the CFR specifically mentions the Bilderberg Conference. For those of you who don't know, the Bilderberg Conference was founded in 1954, where the first conference took place at the Hotel de Bilderberg in Oosterbeck in the Netherlands. It was organized by Prince Bernhard, the Nazi sympathizer, and every year brings together hundreds of the most influential political power players in the world, including literal royalty, Prince Bernhard's daughter, the Queen Beatrix of Netherlands, for example, as well as David Rockefeller, Henry Kissinger, and even elected sitting representatives like Governor Rick Perry of Texas. Of course, for years, the controlled corporate media denied that the Bilderberg Conference even existed and called people who believed in its existence crackpots. However, uh, that was dispelled recently by a reportage from the BBC regarding the Bilderberg Conference. And now they admit that, of course, the Bilderberg Conference exists, but um, it's really actually a good thing, and, and we shouldn't be concerned about it. This is very much what is happening with the SPP process. First, it's denied that it's even happening by the controlled corporate media, and then they admit that it's happening, but in fact, it might be a good thing. And yes, of course, all the meetings should take place in private. It's key that even the CFR understands that the SPP and the Bilderberg Conference are related in terms of secrecy and keeping things from the public. Decisions will be made behind closed doors and then announced to the public later in a decontextified atmosphere where we're not even sure that those directives came from the SPP itself. Perhaps there will be some SPP report to leaders that will end up on SPP.gov someday in the future to confirm those links, or maybe a Freedom of Information Act request or access to Information Act request in the USA or Mexico or Canada will eventually get some documents that prove that this or that initiative was in fact an SPP initiative. 
But this is absolutely unacceptable in an open democracy. Transparency and accountability are the keys and the lifeblood to our nation-state democracy system. And without those keys, we are going to go into an increasingly global hegemony of unaccountable bureaucratic bodies from which directives come down on high without being questioned by the populace. We cannot, of course, stand for that. We cannot abide the death of our democracy. And that is why the SPP summit meeting in Montebello, Quebec, will be a showdown. I opened this podcast with the good, the bad, and the ugly showdown music, and I do take that seriously. But I want to make it absolutely clear that I do not condone violence in any way, shape, or form. Violence will do nothing to serve the interests of the people who oppose this process. People who are planning on going to the actual perimeter surrounding Montebello should not use violence, should not turn to violence to make their claims known. This will do nothing but bring negative attention on this situation and only further justify the government in their ridiculous claims of a 25-kilometer security perimeter. One can imagine that someday in the near future, protest gatherings of any sort might be outlawed in this new hysterical climate of anti-terrorism, which is in fact aimed at us, the civilian populations of our countries. For a case in point, please go and watch Police State 2, The Takeover, an Alex Jones documentary film, which you can watch online for free, or you can order from the Infowars.com online shopping cart, in which Alex Jones demonstrates that the so-called black bloc anarchists at the WTO protests in Seattle in 1999 were, surprise, surprise, not in fact legitimate anarchists, or at least not the core which started the violent protests. They were, in fact, Delta Force operatives who were seeking to discredit the peaceful protesters, the thousands of peaceful protesters who were, in fact, voicing legitimate and peaceful opposition to the unaccountable bureaucracy of the WTO, which again seeks to undermine the democratic institutions which have so long governed us. Again, keep that in mind if you do participate in any anti-SPP activities, that violence will only be used as a justification to further clamp down on free speech and protest, which is the exact opposite of what is needed in this situation. Any clear-headed, reasonable individual would be able to see that this tyrannical decision to stop protest, to stop even a counter-conference attended by parliamentarians within six kilometers of an SPP summit, is nothing more than a step towards martial law. And I trust that clear-headed individuals will not defend such ridiculous, tyrannical actions. This is a showdown, and we will win it with peaceful opposition, taking this information to the streets. Please get involved with protesting this undemocratic, secretive SPP meeting. If you are in the Ottawa area, please attend the news conference on Monday, August 20th, organized by the Coalition to Block the North American Union, or attend the Council of Canadians Public Forum on August 19th. If you're not in the Ottawa region, but are still in Canada, please join in on the National Day of Action on August 20th to oppose the SPP meeting. If you're not in Canada, please support these groups that are seeking to oppose the SPP, including the Council of Canadians, the Canadian Action Party, and the Conservative Caucus. Please get this information out to as many people as possible. Let them know about this podcast. Let them know about the articles on CorbettReport.com or any other articles that you come across that you think are important. Together, we will win this peaceful information war. We will face them down, and we will defeat the tyrants. 
That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me. Join me again next week for another edition of the Corbett Report. Can't